We interrupt your typical episode of this old dungeon to bring you a show that seeks to ask the questions no one else will. A show that knows the truth is out there and is willing to get right up there with it. You're taking the red pill now, folks. You're about to listen to Aliens Exposed, a discussion of the facts surrounding Howling Crater. With me tonight, I have none other than the occult enthusiast and author of the best-selling book, An Occurrence at Howling Crater. Please welcome Levi Combs. Levi, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm very well, sir. How are you? I appreciate you asking. Oh. Um, you know, but truth be told, I have been watching the skies <laughs> and everyone else around me. There are some uh, very strange things afoot, my friend, and I promise that we'll get to the bottom of them here today. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, so, uh, I, you know, our listeners demand that I, I tackle the, the tough questions first. So right off the bat, I'm going to ask you to the point in blank here. Um, do you believe that there's intelligent life outside of the Earth? Well, I mean, after what I've seen, there can be no doubt. I mean, I've, I've seen things that uh, buried in that forbidden wasteland that the, the locals call Howling Crater that no man should ever have to see. I mean, truly things that are not of this world. So, so you're not just one of these library scholars. You have been to the site. Oh, oh yes. Hands on. And don't ever want to go back. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I, we got to dig in here. Um, so have you experienced a close encounter? Uh, in the crater? Oh, many, many. But uh, as far as my first encounter... Uh, you know, when I was a boy, um, you know, my father, he, uh, he took me out to a hayfield where there were a bunch of neighbors that were standing around a, a, a smoking hole in the ground. And uh, within there was, you know, there, I, you know, I got over to the side and looked in and, and something was glowing and it was pulsing and pulsing. And uh, after that day, you know, it, it, it disappeared. It was never, you know, it, it just seemed to fade away. Um, I mean, I was just a boy, you know, those, that wasn't the sort of thing that I, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that I, uh, uh, focused on. Um, but, you know, if you go back and look at the, the old newspaper clippings and the you know, microfish of that time, you know, uh, seven men, you know, either disappeared or, or, or died that summer, you know, so what was in that crater, you know, what was, you know, what was in that hole, um, you know, we never found out, still don't know to this day. Uh, nobody really likes to talk about it, but uh, it's, you know, as, as a child, it's something I'll never forget. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how these these events that people experience uh, seem to get scrubbed away a bit, uh, but but the memory lingers on, right? Mysterious circumstances. You tell me, is that a coincidence or is it something more sinister? Hmm. The, uh, the architecture of the universe leaves no room for coincidence. <laughs> now, you're about to release an updated version of your book, Occurrence at Allen Crater. It's going to be on Kickstarter. Um, can you take us through some of the startling events that, the, uh, that you presented here in the original expose? What, it's my understanding that the, the first people that came in alien contact were a, a group of locals, the, the Watts, I believe. Oh, the Watts clan, you know, what can be said about the Watts clan that hasn't been, you know, said in every lurid and horrible uh, pulp magazine, you know, depicting, you know, fetishes and cannibalism from across the globe, you know, they're well, truly, know. A, 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 
Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I know that there's there's been questions, uh, you know, in, in tabloids about whether or not they're reliable or not. Um, oh, reliable? The only thing that they're reliable <laughs> for is, uh, is if you get too close, you come too near, you're going to be in a place that, you know, you uh, you weren't meant to be and you're not wanted. And uh, you'll be lucky if you if, if you come back with that uh, uh, in one piece. Now I know that uh, there, there's some sketches included uh, of some of these. Now I believe. Uh, oh, they're a, a ruthless, you know, predatory folk. They're, they're well. There you go. That's that's a very accurate sketch. I believe I believe that gentleman was called uh, was named Big Earl. And um, <laughs> true to form. You know, <laughs> when 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 we uh, when, when we encountered him um you know it was with him and several other uh you know crater mutant rowdies and before our very eyes you know he he tripled in size he was you know swinging our our our, our compatriots and our, our our guards by their legs and literally tearing people limb from limb he was uh, horrifying we're very lucky that we got away are, are, are all of the Watts so brutal? Uh, none of them uh, welcome, you know, visitors to the crater. I mean, it's it's obviously an attraction. You would think uh, you think they'd be glad to have visitors, uh, people to maybe you know exchange goods with or whatever. No, the 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 Watts clan they're a very insular folk. They've been um, you know they've been in that crater for a long time, but they're you know that's not they're not the original inhabitants of, of the crater. You know, the, the, again, the, you know, the, the crater, you know, something fell from the sky and created that crater a long time ago. Um, and then, you know, over time, these these, you know, vagabond folk, they came to the crater, you know, who knows if they were mining or if they were just uh, passing through or what. But they discovered something in the crater that um, that gave them pause and they stayed. And as longer the longer they stayed, the more they changed into what we, you know, we, we can see them as today. I, I, I would assume that at one point they were all very normal folk. I mean, a very, uh, a very backwoods and, and predatory, brutal folk, uh, but normal nonetheless. And, um, you know, their long existence in the crater has, has changed them. You know, whatever is happening there, uh, whatever um, uh, keeps that place a, a blasted wasteland of, of sand and, and rock and you know, stunted trees and, you know, uh, very little vegetation, whatever keeps it that way has also changed these folk. And, uh, you know, now they've grown so numerous and become so, so plentiful that, um you know they're just marauders they're they're bandits of, of sorts they prey on uh you know, passing caravans they pay they, they prey upon you know local townsfolk um again a very predatory um uh, group of people and, and they're not living in any paradise i mean it's uh they call it i think grizzled town this little shanty uh mm -hmm. you know shack settlement that they live in yeah Right, so Gristletown, uh, it, it's really a, a, a shanty town of, of, of sorts. I mean, it's like born straight out of a nightmare, <laughs> really, you know. Um, everything in the town has come from um, someplace else, has been uh, partitioned or pieced together or stolen uh, and cobbled together. All, all, the, all the homes are, uh, you know, they're, they're just these leaning huts and kind of uh, ramshackle shanties. Um there's even a, what what appears, uh, at least to my eye, uh, appeared to have been uh, a sailing vessel of some sort 
that has been uh, you know reused and re you know repurposed into a um, you know into a a dwelling of sorts. But the whole place has caves and there's these giant you know sinkhole areas, and those caves interconnect and the you know, lead to the sinkholes, and nobody really knows how to get around in those places, but the, the natives, the, the crater folk. So do they have, uh, for, do they have any form of leadership or government out there? Is this the, the wild West out there? What, what's going on there? So everyone, uh, everybody there is a family. Now that's not to say that they're all related, but they consider <laughs> themselves a family. The, uh, the, the clan patriarch, uh, a gentleman known as uh, Obadiah Watts, he, um, he preaches something called the glory of the glow. Now we don't really know what that is. Um, we have scraps and uh, a few missives and translations and overheard conversations um, that allude to a, a few very strange things. Um, but still nobody really knows what that is. Uh, what is known is that a lot of times they will abduct um, you know, people from that, that are passing by or they'll raid into other towns to grab people, uh, and then they will uh, expose them to this glory of the glow, whatever that is. Uh, but after after that happens, um, they become family. They become mutants. Uh, these horrible, crippled, uh, form beings that um, that possess, you know, terrible and you know, honestly, some very uh, potent powers. And this is the depiction of the gentleman you were just talking about, this uh, Obadiah. Oh, yes. And if, you know, if you, that's that's a great uh, photo you have there. But if you look there on his neck, on the, I believe on the left side, if you look closely on the left side of his neck, you'll see uh, there's, a, there's a, 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 what looks like a large tumor. And on that tumor, you'll see a face. Yep, there it is. Absolutely. And, uh, there have been reports that, that that little face will often gibber and talk and sometimes even detach itself and uh, sputter and run about. Um, I mean, who knows if these, these, these yeah, sounds fantastic. I, I, you so know, I do not mean to throw any shade here, but even for our audience, this is this is a bit to swallow <laughs> here. Um, any, I mean, I'm hearing things of like uh, haunted hooch and stuff, stuff that they've got there that's uh, just – just beyond uh, our realm of, of understanding uh, any other highlights that these, these folk uh, have or do or things, uh, things they're capable of. You talked about Otis doubling in size. Anything else you want to touch on while we're talking about the unbelievable? Oh yes. Oh yes. There's, uh, I said that the, uh, the abilities that these creatures possess is, is highly varied. Um, like I said, some of them have been known to double and triple in size. Uh, others have had multiple limbs, have been able to use those limbs to, to scurry up and down uh, near, you know, impossible surfaces. Um, there have been reports of creative mutants with multiple uh, heads. Um, there's even been a, a report of one of the one of the folk who who attacked a uh, who attacked a guard, um, and when approached, he vomited all over the guard, and the guard quickly just dissolved as if he'd been struck by acid. I mean, truly a, a lurid and and horrible way to die. The, the, the hairs on my neck are standing up. That is disgusting. <laughs> um, now, w- one of the more famous uh, pieces surrounding Grizzletown and these Watts is this uh, this supposed alien body that was recovered. Mm. Uh, cryptozoic enthusiasts refer to it as the uh, the Solokosk cadaver. Oh um, yes. 
is this a carnival gaffed? Is this real? Describe this piece to us. What's the significance to the watch? Oh, no, it, it is indeed real. I mean, it's my belief that these, uh, you know, wild crater folk, they not only possess this object, but they worship it as a god. Huh. As hard as that is to believe. I mean, we believe it to be reptilian form, uh, clad in the tatters of some sort of, of space suit. Um, and they, uh, if reports are to, believe, to be believed, they have it strung up in their, uh, in, in a subterranean uh, temple of sorts, you know, uh, surrounded by offerings and, you know, uh, whatever comprises this glory of the glow. Um, it's the place where they take folks to change them, you know, and, and into, into one of them. Um, and if, again, if rumors are to be believed, this thing even speaks. The, the cadaver. The cadaver, absolutely. And uh, pardon me asking, but hey. well, what sort of things does it say? Well, who knows? I mean, uh, it speaks in its own language that only the 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 the, the crater yeah. mutants can understand. Uh, it seems to communicate with them, and they seem to understand it uh, just fine. But uh, again, who knows if if, if if that part's true? We just know that it exists. We know they worship it, uh, and that is one of the principal driving forces behind why they remain behind in the crater. Interesting. And um, you, you spoke of the glow, this this kind of ooze that exists uh, along the crater, uh, a lake of such thing, like, you know, pulsating and whatnot. Um, if, if I'm to understand correctly, beyond that, there's believed to be an actual, almost intact alien ship? Well, <clears throat> yes. Of course, oh, I believe on. it. <laughs> I mean, come on, Mr. Combs. Now, uh, <laughs> do you personally believe this? That, that I mean, there are claims of people who have seen the ship, who've been aboard it, uh, who've had encounters in it. Uh, but you, as 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 the intelligent and quite uh, quite lingual author of this book, you believe in this also? Uh, yes. No, not only do I believe it, but we have the data. We will not be covered up. We're going to do an expose on this. You'll see it all in an occurrence of Howling Crater. That ship exists. It's there. These crater mutants have been serving whatever is inside of that ship for, for far too long. And if uh, left unchecked, there's no telling what may happen. We have the data, Lou. Oh, my, my, I tell you, my audience will, will, will definitely delight in that. Now, I, I had just realized that we actually have, I believe, photographic reference of the uh of the solokosk cadaver if i can find it here let's see uh do, 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 do. give me one moment folks uh it's going to take a second all right let's see should we bring that up now i told you we had the data right there we have it uh this is this is also this this picture is going to be front and center on the new version. Is that correct? Absolutely, that's the cover. There we have it, folks. Look at those uh, those Watts mutants there surrounding that cadaver. Wow. Sorry, I had forgotten we had that. I had to I had to let the uh, the listeners and viewers see that. Um, take it in, folks. That is amazing. And uh, again, it's 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 said to speak. Right, One now, of many we, monstrosities on that ship, I might add. There, there are more like that on the ship, then. 
Oh, I'm just saying that there's more monstrosities on that oh. ship. That much we know. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, let, let's talk more about this ship then. Uh, some folk have mentioned Close Encounters of the Third Kind when it comes to the ship, that they have actually face to face met aliens, met artifacts of aliens, met remnants of, of alien forces. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I hate to cross over genres here, but, you know, I've, I've heard of ghosts of aliens. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are some of the wilder tales uh, that, that you've recorded in your annals here? Well, you know, many are the horrors that prowl around within the remains of that lost ship. Um, you know, things there, there are things in there that even the the members of the Watts clan, they they don't even want to have anything to do with. Uh, now, we'll go into every single monstrosity that, that you know, we believe that the uh, crash ship calls home. Uh, but I can tell you that there are a number of technological marvels inside um, and just horrors from beyond the pale. I mean, things that are not of this world, not of this earth, uh, and they don't belong here. You know, this is a place where um, their biology and abilities don't work like they would where they're from. Um, you know, there's bloodthirsty oblivion toads, there's skulking star mimics, there's robots, and even the ghosts of robots. There's uh, you know living uh, radiation that preys on uh, on the weak. You know star crabs that will crawl right inside of your skull and pilot your body around like uh, you know like a like like an automaton and then discard it uh, lifeless whenever uh, whenever they, they they see fit. I mean it's you truly a few a, of these. Uh, uh, we'll pull a few of those images up uh, from your book here as you as you mentioned them. We we got the I think these are some of those robots you were mentioning here. Oh yes. I mean, the, the horror, Lou, the, hor the horror, just pure terror. And this is a, a rendition. Somebody's uh, looks like they're, they're, I guess, field map of uh, part of the, the craft there. Oh, yes. You can see there on the, on the, down in the lower left corner, alien cysts uh, up in the upper right hand corner there. You can see that reptilian mummified body of that uh, strange alien astronaut robots you know uh, cyclotrons from you know some sort of time lost citadel here you have the star medic it could look like anything i mean it could impersonate one of your friends it could, it could impersonate your equipment you just uh there's just no telling if i remember right one of the accounts uh i had read um Somebody had found one of the alien spacesuits and putting it on. There's actually a piece of it, which was, in fact, believed to be one of these, one of these star mimics that uh, extended from the suit and then began feasting upon the person's face. Now, uh, th this account that I heard was actually from a buddy of theirs. I, I don't know if they ever made it out of the ship. Um, yeah. Mercy. I mean, it's a fairly horrific thing. Uh, I believe I've heard that same uh, that same account, probably from the same person. And uh, if oh, it's to geez. be believed, this thing impersonated. What's that? Oh, I I I, I flipped to the next uh, illustration. Sorry, kind of startled me a bit there. But go ahead. I'm, oh, I'm... oh yes, yes. This is one of the one of the crater mutants from uh, from the town of Gristletown. Um, as you can see, it's weak of body, but its its brain has grown to enormous size. Um, there's no telling uh, what what this thing could compel you to do. Um, Attack your powers? friends. Is that what we're talking about here? Oh yes, we're covering it all today. Ghosts, 
aliens, psychic powers. We might even get into Bigfoot. The truth has to get out there. Oh, and who's this gentleman here? Oh, another one of the uh, another one of the Watts clan. Uh, they just refer to him as Pighead, um, but as you can see there, he's uh, he's very large. Uh, he's got what looks like a jawbone axe and uh, the lifeless dead stare of a of a of a looks like a slaughtered pig. Um, he's one of the more feared of the uh, of, of the clan. Even other members of the clan uh, give him a wide berth. It looks like a serial killer to me, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Uh, here we have one of the illustrations of an encounter with one of the technologies of the uh the spaceship oh yes uh this one this 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 photograph is affectionately affectionately known as the uh swiss army robot (laughs) um it appears to be some sort of uh you know security or or drone robot that would uh apprehend uh trespassers on the ship Uh, but it seems to have all sorts of uh you know, advanced technology attached to its form. Um, you know, regardless, you know, it has a, a bit of a glowing nimbus around it as well. This might be one of the uh, the ghostly robots where the supernatural and technology uh, seem to fuse together in some sort of odd, strange way that could only happen in a place like Howling Crater. My Lord. Um, you know, inquiring minds are going to want to know uh, when we're looking at these uh, Swiss Army features, as you uh, mentioned, probes or no probes oh that's a great great question uh i i don't know that anybody uh has lived long enough in howling crater to stumble back out and say that they've been probed but um you know it certainly seems like the sort of place where something like that might happen (laughs) Uh, all right we've seen that uh cadaver here oh what do we have here well as we know any tale is uh, of, of the uh, uh, that revolves around atomic sci-fi or um, you know retro uh, future it needs to have a skeleton in a spacesuit you know you always have to have one but it looks like we got a fellow here who's uh, making his way through some area of, uh, of this crashed ship and uh, is about to stumble on one of these uh, these drone robots now above him, we we have what appears to be if 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 the focus is right there, there's a giant head looking down upon him. Is that not correct? I believe that's just a bit of the old uh, artist flourish. Uh, <laughs> but what that might be, does that represent a crater mutant and some other creature that has uh, made its home inside of the the crash ship? You'd have to read the module to find out. Right, I think we're back around to the beginning there on the on the slideshow. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, all right, so um, before the show's over, we got to talk about this new edition coming out. I know a lot of the illustrations that we we're just showing are are some additions to the already fantastic uh, photographs and illustrations that appear in the original. Can you talk more about this new release and, and why it needed to be released now? why the, the, the public is is basically owed this new release? Oh, absolutely. Um, when I first, uh, when, I, when I wrote it, when I originally wrote it, um, you know, back in 2018, <clears throat> um, I had never, uh, I'd never been, uh, I'd never encountered or had been exposed to Dungeon Crawl Classics or Mutant Crawl Classics. And had I known about those systems, had I, had I played them before that, I would have, 
Most certainly written uh, this entire book uh, devoted entirely to, to those systems because it's such a seamless and perfect match. Um, the material matches up with the the rules and the the, the game in a, in a way that um, uh, that the fusion there is very seamless that I, I rarely see. Um, and because it is the kind of uh, uh, yarn that kind of mashes two very separate genres together, you have a retro sci-fi aspect with the ship and the robots and the you know sort of uh, you know creatures from the stars mixed with a very um, grindhouse exploitation sort of cannibal exploitation almost uh, aspect of of the uh, the, the family that's that you know of, of crater mutants living in the Colin Crater. Um, those two don't really belong together, but we've managed to smash those together uh, into something that makes sense. It's fun to play, and um, you know, really, really works. It's a, it's a really great um, pieces of it are really great at conventions, and then uh, you can take the book and run a, a home campaign that will last you six weeks. You know, it's a there, there's a lot of material here. There's a lot of there's a story, but there's also a a very sandbox aspect of it mm-hmm. that you can go out and uh, explore and play. And it's not all just killing, you know, it's not all just looting bodies one whatnot there. There's a story in there and there are challenges to be overcome that can't be solved by, you know, just hitting it with a sword or disintegrating it with a ray gun. You've, you've got some, some things you have to think your way around or it's going to be a short night. Yeah, I, I really appreciate some of the sidebars in the original book. I'm sure they'll appear in the revised where it gives the game master some ideas about, hey, don't forget while they're in the ship, uh, the Watts are out here and these are their intentions and things that are, you know, they may be thinking of. And there's oh, some yes. further on like that where there's always, you know, this nebula of events happening around the players that they can Very choose so. to deal with or ignore uh, as much as the game master wants to put them in there. Yeah, even if you cut the head off a snake and you are managed to to rid the world of Obadiah Watts and his this senior members of the family, there are people waiting in the wings to take up those spots. You know, there are other mutants and adversaries and beings that that are lurking and laring about that um, that are ready to to step in at a moment's notice. Now, that's not to say that they're incredibly organized because they are not, but you know. Uh, it's an ecology, and you know when one thing disappears, there will be other things that seep in to to, to fill that hole. Um, so you know, if you think you're just going to waltz on into Gristletown and and <laughs> lay everybody to waste, you may 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 very well try to do that. Hey, maybe you even succeed, uh, but it's going to be a real hard feat to get everybody at once. Uh, and then you know, while you're in that ship rooting around and grabbing lots of loot and you know high-fiving everybody over over all these victories you're having there's things happening outside that you have no control over so um it, it creates an interesting environment and dichotomy for uh for the players and the judge excellent um what i don't know if you're this far along in development or not i know it's pretty close to, to being final but uh do you know what level of, of experience the adventure should be oh yeah so for dcc and mcc it's going to be for fourth level characters now that's um that's a step up for my last adventure for dcc called jungle tomb of the mummy bride which was for third level characters uh so you could conceivably go from playing that sandbox mega adventure right into playing this sandbox mega adventure so you could almost link the two they're vastly different um scenarios Mm -hmm. but you could play in one 
exhaust your opportunities there and move right into the next if if you so chose do you by chance uh of your own modules do you have you know in the wings somewhere a game world where these are mapped out where you got like skullcano in one part of the world and mummy bride in another or is it just kind of loose no so not not as so much as a like an organized like i have a map and i know what happens everywhere but i've been running my own um home campaigns you know since i was 16 you know so i've i've got uh, lots of resources and i and i have a lot of i like in fact just a game hole that long ago i played with one of my original players from uh from my teenage years we got to play <laughs> together in three or four games he he made the, made the trip out there and it was magical we had such a good time um so yeah i mean you know that that may very well come along one day in the the planet x process but I'm not really uh, I'm not really anywhere close to that now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got two dozen other things that I want to do first. Sure. Plus, there's a thousand settings, and uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a setting, it needs to be really special. It needs to be to bring something to the table that nobody else is bringing to the table. And um, you know, I have I have a few micro settings that I like to get out there. One that I'm hoping to to, to launch in 2024 um, called Splinters of Ugaritzil. Uh, it's about the world tree, you know, of Norse, oh, yeah. of Norse yeah. uh, myth. Um, but uh, if if you're one of the people who was lucky enough to get the uh, steel of this zine, this uh, this last con season, um, we only made 50 of them, and I handed them out at cons. Actually, I hid them at cons, uh, and you had to either just steal them off the table, or you had to steal them from your friends because we don't sell them. <laughs> um, but there's a preview of of that um, a, a bit. In, inside that uh, that zine so if you, you get a copy of that you're getting an early preview of uh um splinters of uh Ugritzil. and i say Ugritzil because i'm very very uh um i'm very very complicated and uh esteemed <laughs> <laughs> put that extra flourish on there no it's all it's all in the gut right or in the, in the yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very busy man, Lou. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. Oh, no, no, get things out there. It's a... <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, we got to bring this to, to a close. Uh, to be sure, uh, there's a lot more that they don't want you to know. But, uh, folks, I mean, you can learn it firsthand in the revised version of this year book, An Occurrence at Howling Crater. You can get it uh, ready for DCC, MCC, uh, right there on Kickstarter. Don't, don't even pause. Don't even pause. Just click that next tab open go to kickstarter order right now you're not going to be uh, sad that you did not one bit levi any closing Blue. thoughts yes we have the data i keep telling you <laughs> we won't be denied uh what can you expect from howling crater um you can expect a crazy family of inbred mutants uh hillbillies with forbidden desires you can expect um an alien astronaut from the far reaches of time and space. You can expect a crash flying saucer and a menagerie of star spawned horrors, uh, new locations, NPCs. You can expect tons of new monsters, lots of uh, magical items and technological items, patrons, um, spells, all kinds of new material. Uh, even if you have the previous edition, there's about 40 pages of extra material that have gone into uh, that have gone into and, and may grow as as we knock down stretch goals. There's more and more coming, so um, we have a lot of that. We have the core adventure and a lot of the stretch goals, uh, the early stretch goals at least, already written. So you're just getting a ton of um, stuff for a really a full fledged sandbox um, 
style mega venture that I promise you that your your players are not going to recognize or expect. This is not like you know anything else that you're playing. It's 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 pretty unique, if I can be so bold as to say. So, if you're a fan of Dungeon Crawl Classics, you're a fan of Mutant Crawl Classics. Uh, you can play this adventure conceivably in in, in both. So um, so yeah. Come, come check it out. Yeah. I, I had to spin some pages here real quick. It, it, I got to leave my viewers, listeners with this. Uh, he mentioned psychic powers. He mentioned ghosts. He mentioned aliens. And he also mentioned Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, <laughs> you decide. Robot monster, maybe a hint. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have. Uh, we will see you next time on Aliens Exposed. Meanwhile, folks, keep looking at the stars. Thank <laughs> you.